Hi, this is Stu with Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. What you're about to hear is our 2014 Gateway uh, live show at the convention at the LAX Hilton. Uh, about 85 minutes in, the recorder ran out of memory, so they stopped the show. Then they restarted the show on Bill's iPhone. So you're going to hear a dramatic change in the audio quality of the show uh, when it goes from the normal recording system to uh, an iPhone. Uh, but still not not that bad. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Uh, just as a, as a note, uh, our next scheduled live show and our next show is going to be on uh, Saturday or Friday, September 19th, I think is the date. So um, we're not going to do a show this week. It's, we're gonna, I'm going to put this up, the con show for that. And next week we're not doing a show. And then we'll, we'll be back on, uh, I think it's the 19th. So it's the next Friday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time at happyjacks.org slash live. Enjoy it. And here is the con show. Welcome to Happy Jacks Season 12, Episode 16. This is Bill. This is Tyler. I'm Dave. This is Stork. And... I'm Kimmy. And this is a live studio audience. You drunk motherfuckers. We are coming to you live, pre-recorded, live, recorded, digitally live. How does that work? Because they're going to be listening to it recorded even though we're live. There's no script. How how does that work? It is recorded in front of a live, not really studio audience. That's what he should have said. Yeah. yeah, That's why Stu's the professional. Right. I mean, technically, all of our podcasts are live. That's true. We've never done an undead podcast. Right? <laughs> I feel like Which we've made good. this joke before. <laughs> and uh, we, are, we are here at Strategicon, whatever this one is. Uh, Gateway. Gateway. Gateway 2014. 2014. Uh, and we're going to uh, go down and talk about the ridiculously nice games we played. But Tyler, I think you wanted to start off oh, with I, a PSA. I have a con PSA. And this is... Strictly for the men in the audience and men that go to cons. Not even that, because you know you're you're gonna you gotta expect that people at cons are gonna stink. So I'm not gonna say shower. What I am gonna say is stop fucking pissing on the floor in the bathroom. Oh my god, it's disgusting. How hard is it to take a two or three inch step towards the urinal to not piss all over the floor? Because the floor's already wet. Why is it wet? What purpose is that? I know who's pissing on the floor. So anyway, I'm going to beat you with a bar of soap rolled up in a towel because that's fucking disgusting. We're not animals. Even animals go outside where they sleep to right? pee. It's true. They don't actually piss where they sleep. You're right. <laughs> well, so another- have you seen the price of hotel rooms? It is. <laughs> and then you don't have to go very far when you have to pee no. if you sleep in the bathroom. No. <laughs> another per- public service amou- announcement is that we have our amazing Happy Jacks RPG t-shirts for sale. If you are not here to buy them in person, you can buy them online at angryfolk.com, and they are the ones that say, please stop talking to my experience points with the Happy Jacks logo in the back, and they are damn sexy. That's right. Damn sexy. So go get yours so you can look as sexy as our amazing audience here tonight. In a flattering gray with uh, blood spatters. Yeah. 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 Uh, And then we we also, built from uh, Arizona, brought us... That was good. I drank right. it already. Some kind of like magical <laughs> juniper gin Wait, award here's, winning. Here's another one. We, we, can all, we can all do this. Here we go. Gin. We're going to try this. See, I'm not much of a gin drinker, but uh, because Bill brought it, I'll make an exception. Here we go. So here we go. So here, let's try Three, this. Three, two, one. That is good stuff. Wow. Man. That is. 
flavorful and good. That is. Mm. I'm gl- I'm glad you're liking this on the radio. Wow, I I. That's it. It does I'm have kind of an really industrial cleanser feel really to weird it. Weird shit for us to eat or drink because my wife says I have to stop doing that for attention. <laughs> this there's, podcast has given me pica. There, there's a. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's dive into the games that we have uh, already run. Who ran anything on Friday evening? The always challenging Friday night. Oh yeah. Well, let's start with let's start with uh, let's start with Tyler. First off, big passing props for everyone who yes. runs on a Friday night because yes. that's just insane. I think. All right, so Kadave and Stork, tell us about yeah, Friday night. Yeah, uh, I, I just want to say uh, the purpose is that Friday night is a tough, tough night. I mean, I. I was working till six. I drove down here, got here, took a shower, jumped in. Dave's but Dave's got twins and a family, and he was up for like twenty eight hours. So here we come, staggering into the con, ready to run our game. No, we're not ready. We're beat up. We're tired, and everybody else who showed up there is the same way. Everybody's just zonked. So eight o'clock on Friday goes eight to midnight. So we start the game. We have a person who's never really played role play games before. We start the game, and I can just see everybody fading, including us. So I kind of feel like I had to apologize. I'm like, I'm really sorry the, the way the Traveler game went. But from what I've heard, everything went off okay. People seem to have liked it. But, man, that's a tough slot. That's a tough slot to run in. What, what were your impressions of the game? I, uh, we, we've talked about before how when we plan a con game, we try and make everything modular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt bad at the amount of things that we ended up pulling out of it. Because we weren't keeping the game moving well enough. And it was totally like every time that thought occurred to me, I was like, I got to get on this. Okay. Uh, squirrel. (laughs) Like by the time I got to that, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It's important later. See, it's a joke that'll come back. That's why it's funny. We also had the added problem that um, you and I have always sort of planned games together. Um, and there was a there was a real problem that I may not actually make this con. I mean, up until about the afternoon, Friday afternoon, I wasn't sure I was going to be here or not. So I basically, on uh, midweek last week, I just brought everything over to Dave's house and said, "Here, Dave, in case I can't make it, here's all the stuff. Good luck." So I had already sort of distanced myself from the game because I wasn't sure I was going to make it. I'm like, if I'm not there, man, you got to be able to run it. I can't help. So I um. I showed up at the game, and I'm like, cool, what's going to happen? Because <laughs> I, I wasn't there. That, that was the other thing that was kind of a challenge for us, is the way Stork and I kind of usually work together as, as co-GMs is one of us will have a great idea and then sort of flesh it out, and the other guy comes in as the editor that's like, well, okay, that I think is going to work, or maybe if we do it this way, would it be better, or maybe you prepped 19 hours worth of shit because you're crazy, Stork. But, like... <laughs> so we should cut that down a little bit. But... That's fairly specific on the partnership division. <laughs> no, and it's because, like, Stork will just start up and he'll be like, this is cool. And then he'll look up something related to that and be like, that's cool, too. And then next thing you know, he has these maps and folders and piles of stuff. Like when we did that Grendel game... I went over to his house to kind of do our first run-through of what he sort of put together, and I was like, good God, man. 
You have like maps dated every year from 1950 to 1776 Boston. Like I, I seriously went through and found like old maps of Boston and figured out where they filled in the harbor, where a ship would actually be in Boston. And I'm pretty convinced that if you dig in certain places in Boston, you might actually find a Viking ship. Because remember, they filled in the harbor. And see, this is why he has to come over and go talk me down off the ledge. But in this case, because both of our lives have been crazy talk, it was really more like I had an idea, I put it together, we kind of ran through it. You read a book is what happened. Yeah, it, this actually, our games this con were inspired by uh, a book series that starts with a book called Leviathan Wakes. I don't know if anybody's read them, but if not, it's awesome space opera and I really recommend them. Uh, it's by a, a James S. A. Corey. That's actually two different authors, and the game, like their books, actually came out of one of the guys ran it as a RPG around his table with other authors. And one of the other guys at the table went, "Why don't we make this into a book? Because this is fucking awesome." And next year it's going to be a show on Sci-Fi Channel, and the book series is like four books in now, and they're great. So yeah, that was the. Origin so you ran. Point. So you ran a game based on a book, based on a game, based on the prep for a video game for a company that went under. <laughs> <Yeah>. So meta. <laughs> yeah, it is so many levels. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, like, and I, I hope everybody in the Friday night game had a lot of fun. Um, I really wish I could have stayed a little more on top of it to get through more cool stuff because we had some more stuff. Now, and to clarify. Uh, we had a traveler game set up because we have a, we have a franchise game of the Sundowner that it's sort of it's a long running traveler game we run, and we also have the Freak Show game, which is a long running Savage Worlds game. So Dave sent me his his outlines for these games, and I thought, well, why don't we just ditch the Freak Show one and just maybe run the same premise in two different systems? So why don't we take the the traveler? This is the game we want to run in Traveler, was, yeah, yeah. and make it, and and also do it for Freak Show. So that's why we called it the double header. We have the same plot, the same plot line, the same kernels, and we're running it in two different systems just to sort of see what would happen, kind of as an experiment and see if, uh, how how well it responded, how well you know we could get it going. Now, Friday night, kind of. <laughs> well, I I think the important part is that that the actual Traveler game mechanics yeah. didn't hurt the game in any way. Like, it really was kind of... The primary difference was the fact that the Traveler game that we run is science fiction. So our game focused a lot more on, like, the this is a biological contaminant in a research base, and you guys are in vac suits, and you really hope you don't get a tear. Uh, whereas our Savage Worlds game that we'll talk about in a little while was way different in flavor. Um, but that was more of the setting of the games that we're running than the mm-hmm. system. I, at first, I really kind of hoped that we'd see like a big diversity in the game systems, but we really didn't a no. lot. No, no. Um, it, it, I mean, it was an interesting sort of social experiment on our side. We, I, it's not like we were taking notes, but I thought it would be fun to see what would happen. Um, not, it's not much difference. We kind of had it, it's all kind of the same, really. When, when it all washes out, because really, you start out with just it's really a paragraph as you as you're that's the kernel, that's where it goes, and then from there, the players take it off in a different direction. Um, and you know, granted, the Savage Worlds game ended up much more paranormal, but I don't know, it, it, it's the same. I don't know. It was the same game for me. Now you guys, you guys tried something different as well in the Traveler game in terms of the characters than you did in Savage Worlds, we right? Did. And do you think that worked or didn't work, and why or why not? Um, 
last con, we actually did a game where we decided to do a full Traveler-style character Mongoose creation. Traveler. Mongoose Traveler character creation, which um, was a lot of fun. And I really had a good time doing that. Where like We sat down at the table. We didn't have any game prepped. It right. was, let's go through this random rolling procedure of everybody making characters, and that eat up two hours. And during that, we're both kind of making notes furiously and sort of planning out a little adventure based on the things that they were getting in their character creation. Because that, that's the wonderful thing about Mongoose Traveler is that uh, it's a world-building experience for everybody as you're sitting there at the table. So we thought, well, all right, with our Friday Night Game, let's, let's give them um, like a round of character development, thinking that maybe it'll get them a chance to invest in their character. It's just not quite enough. Yeah, I, I really thought that that was kind of the failure of the Friday Night was the fact that that took... 45 minutes out of our game time, and I don't really think there was a big payoff. I mean, when we talk about comments and stuff, I'd like to hear from people that were in the game if you really thought that was worthwhile or not, but I didn't feel like it really added a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, that was our game. Thanks for reminding us of that. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. I, I don't know if it was a fail or not. It was a, we, we tried. I'm not sure it was a fail, but um, I think it takes more than one round to get invested in a character, and I, it, it was probably just a waste of everyone's time on a Friday when everybody's tired. Right. Is any, was anybody that played in that one have any comments to give uh, our intrepid GMs? We have, we, we have an open mic up here. Just come, come on up. Don't or, be afraid. Dimitri. Or, or come in, you, you can tell mine. Oh, Dimitri, we know what makes you famous, so I'm, I'm putting you on a three-minute clock. <laughs> by, by the that, way. That's clock with an L, by the way. And, uh, here, here. Use that one. Use that. Um, yes, I'm Dimitri, and uh, I am famous. Yay. Yay. <laughs> So yeah, I, I did feel like there was a little a lack of energy there. Uh, not a lot. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. Like uh, a dick. I, I felt like there was a little bit of a, a lack of energy in in the game. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> but I actually I was really digging the game, and um, you know I was sitting next to Jib, and Jib and I, you know, we, I think. We, well, I hope that we kind of like you know, build off each other because we get in there, get in there, get in there, right in there. Feel like we have like a little bit of a, of, of a rivalry. So I was I was trying to get. His uh, in, under his skin a little bit with the character that I was running. And yeah, a loose, loose connection there. Here, thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, what I felt, I, I really felt that, that Jib was like trying to get um, things motivated and and and, and uh, kicked forward, and I was trying to foil off of him by trying to stall things or by trying to like um, you know pause, uh, pose maybe some uh, red herring um, ideas. And see how that um, brewed with the rest of the characters, um, but yeah, uh, the 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 upshot is that the the game the character creation just didn't really didn't really have the the punch that it should have had, um, and it didn't really get me invested in my guy. I thought I was going to have some sort of like really ultra rogue guy. I ended up with like you know oh I got an extra computer skill, woo, and that, and that was it. Two know? minutes. <laughs> so yeah, um, but I, I love the game, and I always love uh, running with you guys. And um, you know, it was it was a fun game. Thank you. Look at that! Ooh, in a minute twenty-five. Good job, Dimitri. You handled it. He handled it. He has. He knew what he had to say. He got it oh, done. Oh, a broof. He said, Boof. "Get to work." He got Boof's, to work. Boof's wandering up. He's gonna. He's gonna give us a straight dub. All right. Shit. Here, Boof. You're swaggering too. Yeah, man, I got swagger. Well, drunk. it's because he's like Svet. <laughs> he's like he I can't walk shower. straight because yeah. I'm kind of damp. Yeah. 
I took a shower. That made me. Oh, a shower is when you put water on top of yourself. So. <laughs> Actually, I think it only counts as a shower if you use soap. soap. Well, that's advanced showering. What, what, are you what substance? Is, oh, Febreze to go. That's awesome. So uh, that was my first minute. Um, I, I have to agree that the that the character building part of it. Um, next time, I would not do that. It yeah. was it was a minimal gain of. You get some backstory, but really, it's not the traveler experience with character creation. I think you either got to go whole hog or just have the. Apparently, yeah. Have the. Well, I mean, because the character generation game went so well that we thought, well, just give him a taste of it, and it just wasn't enough. It's sort of like, like, here's Creme Brulee, can't have it. (laughs) But just the tip. I I enjoyed the game quite a bit. It was was a real good time. You're very kind. (laughs) Very nice. All right, here's Kurt Kurt Potts, uh, the other Kurt. Hey, yeah, this is uh, Kurt Potts. I was in the I was in the game as well. It was I, I agree the character gen just it didn't have the depth that you get. And starting with a prefabbed character, there was you kind of felt like you already shoehorned into where to go with it. So um, it didn't it didn't have the effect I think with the the one thing. But the the game itself, like the plot, was really interesting, and I was terrified that my suit was going to get ripped the whole damn time. And I was so drunk that I couldn't process most things that were happening but i was still trying to like move the i I was i was trying to be proactive and i don't know if it worked you guys were there i don't well here's the thing i think everybody playing and running it was drunk (laughs) it's it's really the best o'clock to midnight on a friday what else are you going to be doing i think so everybody was like hammered and i think everybody started sober and went Oh wow! I'm hammered. I wonder if everybody else notices. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody Everyone else noticed. But it's like we're playing what? <laughs> but yeah, and who I, are you people? <laughs> I had played in prior uh, Sundowner games, so it was really nice to revisit the world at least and to revisit the characters. So that was that was really fun, and I I think you guys run a really good traveler game. So I wanted to say thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. Wow, I lost sleep over that too. It's, it's, it's now you feel bad. better. I do. Your problem is you care too much, Dork. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I hate I hate sucking when I'm when I'm not getting like paid like for it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you All right, uh, Mayor, you also you also ran a Friday night, yes? Yeah, um, yes. Friday night. Um, actually, Who are you? This is Mary. I'm famous Hi. for having been a host on the podcast, and also I make soap. <laughs> I firmly believe. Yeah, I make soap. She she's unique here in the geek in the geek world because a lot of people don't use soap and she makes it. So I, she's got a surplus. She's I walking around the con. She's like, I make soap and people are like, oh. I make soap that contains dice. You have to use the soap to get the dice out of it. Oh, and awesome. it smells like Mountain Dew. In fact, they have some for sale in the dealer's room. Um, it's hooks and chains is is the table name, isn't it? <laughs> it is now. Yes, I like that. I, I'm like, what, was it soap for Cenobites? That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> the, the, the we soap. have such sense okay. to show you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the soap display is on top of the octopi. And the soap display is on top of the octopi. Just look for the octopi. That. Which is the most delicious of all pie. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's, yeah, there's, you, get, you get eight of them <laughs> for the price of one. And, and also Fuck I, the I moon pie. I'll take the octopi. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I don't know why you guys think running a game Friday night is hard. I mean, I got here about 1 p.m. I played in the Lego dungeon, and we burned everything to the ground until we died in a fire. Imagine that. <laughs> in a Lego dungeon, no. don't you melt everything to the ground? No one could have seen that coming. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't die in the fire that we made, though. We died in a different fire. That's ironic. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a good dinner with my fiancé, and then, you know, I got ready Does to Kurt run my cream. Uh, yeah, Kurt's the one who picked up the food. And brought it to yeah. you and your fiancé. And I, I, was, I was stuffing large pieces of meat in my mouth. It was great. Hi-oh. Get to work. Get to work. <laughs> I think it's so awesome you're getting married to Beyonce. <laughs> so the game I run ran, and here's the thing: I'm probably the only person in the room who has not been drinking, um, and I'm the one who sounds like the biggest idiot so far. No, you're driving home. It's fine. Oh no, trust trust me. You don't sound like the biggest idiot. Trust me. <laughs> That's true. I am shorter than some of you. Exactly. <laughs> Um, the game I ran was Princess the Hopeful. It's a fan-created monster spin-off thing for New World of Darkness and for God Machine Chronicles World of Darkness stuff. Um, I heard about it about a month ago. I was at a convention, ran into a gamer by accident, and he told me about the game, and I was like, that sounds awesome. Went to look it up and found out it was a 160-page fan-created PDF. No images, 160 pages of, like, <laughs> setting information. Oh, 360? <laughs> Oh, okay. 360 pages of fan-created information for how to play Sailor Moon in the world of darkness. So, needless to say... Um, no, I didn't. There was very little fiction. Very little fiction in it. It was mostly um, powers. Lots so, yeah. and lots and it's lots of powers. So, <laughs> it's real. In our hearts. Yes. So, so Mayor, here's, here's the thing I, I've observed about you. I, I, I just need to bring this up. I think I brought it up before. I want to bring it up again. So, not only do you are, are a fearless GM, because you just get up on a Friday night and you, and you run a game. You run obscure games, hard games, games that most people are intimidated by and don't run. Like, I, I don't know, say Hero? Hero's fun. Or, or this game that was like a fan fiction game that's like there's like a, an obscure PDF of it. Oh, yeah, sure, why not? And so you get it, you memorize it, run it, and I laud that. That's what this is all about. It's about. But here's the thing: you don't have you don't have any stick to itiveness. You you like you're like you're like you just you just can't commit. You just go out and find games and just play them. What am, what? Where I'm does a, that come from? I'm kind of a gaming slut. I have to admit. <laughs> However, I will say that this morning I went back to running Grim, and I yeah. did. But I'm not talking about that game right now. <laughs> Um, so I ran Princess the Hopeful. Um, my players were all uh, magical girls and magical boys who could had mundane selves, and then they could transform into vaguely Japanese-inspired superheroes, um, some of whom had amazing attacks that I described straight out of the Sailor Moon cartoon. It was easy. Sailor Moon just got revived, so I've been marathoning Sailor Moon anyway. Like, the setting and everything, it's like I'm really enjoying that right now, so I'm really into the, the genre of it right now. Um, my players, I can totally spoil the hell out of this because I'm not running this one again. Uh, my <laughs> oh no, I, I'll run the system again. Absolutely, I got a lot of positive responses. In fact, my regular Tuesday night group enjoyed the play test so much that we ended up doing like a short, 
short chronicle in it, um, mostly for the fun of watching the 40-year-old really cynical guy talk about how he, like, spins around in his bloomers and bops the guy with his wand. <laughs> Can you can you name the name again or the the, the game again and the, where they can find it? Uh, the game is Princess the Hopeful, and if you just go on Google and search it, the first match is the Wikipedia, and the second match is the page that has the PDFs you can download. If you just go and online and Google that, and then later when you die and they search your search history, right? Yeah, that's gonna be go. That's gonna be awesome, dude. Yeah. You should totally do that. Uh, the fan created spinoff is free, but you do need to have the World of Darkness core book, which is White Wolf Publishing, super easy to find. It's on Drive Through RPG. And that's where the actual rules for like the basics of how to build the character are. This just has the that stuff you add on to make your princesses. So, is there anybody here that played in her game? Nope. Well, you did the book. It's Kurt. Yeah, you, uh, you're biased. <laughs> do, do, yeah, he's not going to walk up and be like, no. Do you know she's wearing Beyonce? Uh, I think a, a yeah. couple of my princesses are here, I think. Are there, are yeah. there any princesses who would like... Is there anything else you want to tell us about the, the game? Like, um, what was the premise and the setup? The, and, the premise was... Um, a couple of them have, like, uh, prophetic dreams, so they got this heads up that this, like, weird mystical sapphire was coming to town, and then there was a newspaper article about this gem exhibit, and this princess from a made-up, tiny, tiny European kingdom was coming to visit with this gem, and so they had to go to the gala party that was uh, starting the uh, exhibit of, of the crown jewels of this tiny kingdom, um, and their hope was to prevent shenanigans from happening. Okay, that's good. Preventing shenanigans. It's always a powerful motivator. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, do, do it. Do it. Uh, Salem Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got People at home, that. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but nope. see, but it was funny. But, but the got people more at home didn't see the wave of light that came like, up. I was that, encouraging like, you to do it because I thought it would crash and burn. Yeah, the people at home didn't see the wave of light come up to put you in the little tiny sailor skirt. Um, and I'm kind of sorry all the rest of us are here to see that. Yeah. <laughs> it is frightening. I'm not. <laughs> are, there, are there any uh, princesses? But blue is a great color on him. Are there any princesses that would like to come up and, uh, and provide any commentary on, the, on that? Ah. You played in it? Yes. Rock on. Now she's going to make stuff up. Yeah, I'm going to make it all up. As long as it's funny, I'm, we don't I'm care. I'm Katie, and I'm not famous for anything. Um, You're famous for right now. Yes. Um, I played in the game. I don't know anything about World of Darkness. I've never seen Sailor Moon. So I knew nothing about the setting, the game, or anything. So it was um, a little bit of a disconnect for me because everything was, you know, like in the show with this thing. Never saw it. Um, but it was still fun because I got to play a pretty princess. Um, <laughs> however, you did tell the, the characters that had the dream away from the table where no one else could hear. So for those of us that didn't hear it, I had no idea why I was going to a ball or why I cared about a sapphire. I was just going to a ball. So, but other than that, I got to dress in a pretty dress and eventually kick some ass. So That's true. They did yeah. not share at all. They didn't at all. So I had no idea why I was going to the ball other than I was a pretty princess and I got a pretty dress. Which character did you have? Uh, Anna. Do you, oh, do you right. really you need more motivation than that? No, that's yeah. I had fun. I'm just saying, you know. And I didn't know why I was doing it. My non-con weekends, so. right there. Yeah. And you also had flaming nunchucks when you transformed. Yeah. That, <laughs> Excellent. We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna interject with our uh, our 
Conley update. I don't know, quarterly, every con. The overlord master of Strategic Con, Eric Aldridge, is going to come up and uh, give Yay. us uh, some words. Let me guess, it's the biggest con ever. No. Oh. oh. We I, will, I will tell you, well, this is the largest gateway. We've already oh, okay. hit the numbers that we hit for all of last year. Nice. So I want to say thank you all very much. We have an outside shot at beating our largest con ever, which was last Orcon in February. But it'll take a bloody miracle. Uh, you know why? We've no got dead presidents. We've got 200 people at the door tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. We, we beat other gateways. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. So we beat all the other gateways. This will probably be our number two or three con overall so far, which is good. We had our highest pre-reg ever, uh, beating this year's Orcon by a bit, but we kind of figured out the door wasn't going to match it, so here we go. But I want to say thank you all. Uh, great show so far. Hope you all found parking. I heard it was a little beastly in places today. Was it 91 degrees outside and just about as bad downstairs? 92 yeah. inside. Yeah, it was. That's... We had them working on the air conditioning all day. I think it was started like 10 a.m. We started on them, and I hope it got better. It was bad when I was down there, that's for certain. So anyway, that's it. Thank you, Bill. And still, we miss you. Talk to you later. Now, I, there's, there is one thing that Eric has pointed out, and that's the fact that this hotel was sold out. For this weekend. Now, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think there's a lot more people coming down and gaming. So this, they sold out the Hilton Hotel right here at LAX. That's something to be proud of. That's, something to, that, that's indicative of how popular this hobby is getting. There are certainly a lot more games being run. Uh, you walk out to that table, and usually where there's you know, eight or ten clipboards, now there's 20 to 30 clipboards out there with games on them. Yep. To the point where games aren't filling up, but they're still being run, which is awesome. Thank you. Agreed. Awesome. Did, did we? Did, did, yes. I had a quick comment on that. You had a quick comment here. You should say it on the yeah, microphone. No one can hear you over there. Uh, yeah, this is Kurt. My only comment on that is a lot of people. You, this is muffin. Um, so the only uh, a lot of people sign up for the the alternate spots and then they can't get into games. Mm -hmm. And with the sheer number of games being run, those alts who didn't pre-register or whatever can actually get into games. They can actually play. Definitely. So that's a cool thing. They're also doing something really cool this year, I think. Uh, they're doing uh, Games on Demand, yeah. where they've got GMs that are registered for just blocks of time, and then if enough people show up, they'll say, I can run in these systems, and then they basically run... Are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, come yeah. on up and tell us about yeah, Games come on, on Demand. Cause, cause, all about that. I, I think really I, do. I think Everything it's a really... I know, I've already said. <laughs> That is the first time you've yeah, ever admitted you that. It, <laughs> Look, everybody, a round of applause for the guy that makes this whole RPG part happen. I, yeah, I blame well, your maker's mark because I didn't recognize so, Yeah, my name is Jim Sandoval, and my thing that makes me famous is that I run RPGs here at Strategic. And this, act, this con is actually a full year that I've been running RPGs. So it's, it's Happy really anniversary. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Everything is awesome. <laughs> he, he, he needs that more than we do, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was Jim more gin on the table. Mean, Damn it! Gin no, no. makes me mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. But that is damn Happy Jacks. <laughs> Destroying relationships Man. since 2005. Word. 
but yeah, so my, the new initiative that I started this convention was Games on Demand. And it's something that a lot of people that uh, do conventions in the Northwest and the Midwest have talked to me about as a model for how to run RPGs. And it's become more, far more popular in a lot of conventions. And actually, the uh, Gen Con uh, Games on Demand is one of their biggest uh, uh, draws over there. So now, they've been doing Games on Demand for board games for a long time. Yeah. The, the whole RPG thing was like a brand new thing for me. I'm like, you really? I can go in and say, I find a block of time and play a fake game? Awesome. Right. So my whole point was is that because of the very regimented time uh, scheduling of the, uh, of the games that I'm sorry. Have, did, did you say scheduling? <laughs> It's the gin. I did say scheduling. He did just have some good gin. It makes him partially British. No, actually, to tell you the truth, I, when I came to this country, I went to a Jesuit school that was run by British missionaries, and that's where I learned English. Uh, so I actually still spell some words wrong, like potato and whatnot. And, uh, but that just cram some extra U's in there. Aluminium. Aluminium. And British missionaries just look at the ceiling and say, think of England. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to keep calm and carry on here and talk about uh, nice. games on demand. Uh, but my whole thing was I wanted to have a way for people to get outside of the regimented 9 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 8 o'clock game. And I wanted to have people that were alternates for games that couldn't get into games and have an option to do something else at RPGs instead of moving on somewhere else. So I wanted to introduce this as sort of like a secondary model on top of our model for people to play games. And the thing about uh, Games on Demand is that it's a very short format game compared to anything else because it's really only designed for like two-hour games. Um, so I was thinking that it would be a great way to have things that are, that are sort of uh, more indie games and more short format games have a better spotlight at the convention, which has been one of my goals since I took over. And that's exactly what happened. So I have APOC World Games, Fate Games, uh, Dungeon World Games, all these other cool sort of like indie games being run on games on demand. And also cool little like uh, character generation workshops where you can learn how to make a character. And if there's stuff going on that, has that doesn't have pre-generated characters, you have a character ready and know a basic about the game before you go in. Uh, so, so that's cool stuff. It's probably a little bit early to tell, but uh, how do you think it's working? Well, I only did it. What's the what's, on what's the what's the feedback? What's the buzz? The the feedback. The it, frankly, it was very scary because you know Saturday I have very few tables available and mm -hmm. open gaming is pretty full. So my my whole fear was one of two extremes. I'm going to have so many jams, so many people in such high demand that I'm going to be scrambling to try to find space to put them in, or I'm going to have a bunch of jams sitting around with a bunch of games and nobody showing up to play. Uh, and luckily, nothing happened. It actually sort of fell in between, where I had about four or five jams or between the 9 o'clock and 2 o'clock hour that were ready to run stuff, and every single one of them had at least one of their games go off, uh, which right. means that there was some interest, and even though there wasn't a whole lot of promotion by the convention for it, I just wanted to keep it sort of low-key. People still were attracted to the idea, and when they were introduced to it, they were very excited about it. I, I, I noticed... Um there were a lot of sort of game designers running games. Uh, Todd Van Hooser, who runs yeah. uh, Laughing um, Laughing Moon, he was here at Oricon this year and came back. Right, yeah. and and he's he's now sort of branched out and sort of started a whole new genre of his game system. But but the point being, he ran two tables, and it seemed like he was running them all the time. And I, I walked around there, and there were a lot of people running uh, homebrews, independent games, and having a great time. And it seemed yeah. it seemed like it worked. Yeah, I know it's only Saturday, so it's a little too early <laughs> it's to, a little tell. Too early to tell. 
But the, the fact that I actually made space and time available for mm-hmm. people that just want to show up and run a game without yeah. having to go to all the minutiae of going on the website, putting their game up, was a great way to attract the more casual style of GM that might want to run a game. So really, I have 125 uh, events on calendar as a regular calendar, and that's going to expand to about 160 events uh, nice. on, with games on demand going on. So that means that at this convention, if I had games on demand, I have more games running than I did at Orcon, and actually more games running than I ever have uh, at, at RPGs. So, uh, so yeah, you know, fuck you, the war gamers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really, don't fuck the war gamers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the board game room was sort of empty. It's, I, I yeah, swear board gamers, take all your D6s and just shove them up your ass. Put a string in them first. Trust <laughs> me, from personal experience. Sorry, sorry to heroes and girls. You'll be players. shitting those things out for a week. <laughs> this man's got good advice. You should listen. <laughs> I call that nuggets of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> all right, maybe that was too much. a poop joke? <laughs> too much, I don't know. No. But, yeah. Um, but originally when I, when I did this, I had a three-step uh, three plan. Run it the way that they normally do it so I know how it works. Add what I call a games library to the whole thing that I haven't gotten off the ground yet. And then uh, do games on demand. And the, the reason why I wanted the games library as an intermediary, because I wanted to have a whole bunch of indie games that people could just borrow from the library and look through. And then perhaps next con, want to come and run it on games on demand. <laughs> uh, so my whole thing as... Uh, the RPG guy here is to educate people about games, give them a better spectrum of games to play, and uh, and sort of, and just go look. There are a bazillion. There's pretty pretty princess games, and I don't care if you're a 42 year old hairy guy. I want to play that game because <laughs> 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 so, I want to be Tuxedo Mask. God damn it! Or laser ponies. Or laser ponies. Yeah, it would have been nice to play some laser ponies this con. That, by the way, it's very sad. Yep. Yeah, I have to. Well, so Kimmy, Kimmy, you got to speak on the mic. As, Nobody as can hear you. As far as I'm concerned, as I know, this is the first time she's ever canceled. I, this is the first time I've ever had to cancel a game, so I totally apologize. Um, and I am planning on running it again at the next convention. I have a list of people who are registered for it, so I'm going to reach out to them first and maybe do like an off book game for them if they want to play. Well, talk to me about it. We can just do it on the well, book, and I'll just put them in there. It'll be awesome. Yeah, don't fuck his but, stats up by doing sorry, off the book yeah. shit. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Or she could just run it on games on demand. And but, right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but both Stu and I actually, actually, Kimmy, I think, I think, as penance, you should run it three times next con. Three times next con, that'd be amazing. The the thing, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to see you just got blown off, Tyler. But. <laughs> yeah, that that was the drunk Kimmy brush off. Um, but I did not get. I, school started this week, and I'm for those of you who don't know, I'm a principal of an elementary school, and so it was really stressful this week. And I totally thought, like a month ago, no problem, totally, I can plan a game the week school starts. I can make a dozen ponies. It'll be a Amazing, and they'll look just as good as last time. That did not happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. In fact, I'm I'm barely awake right now. So um, yes, I will be running it again, and it will be great. Yes, I plan my game Thursday night. You can do it too. Oh. <laughs> okay, you know what? The fucking paint wouldn't even dry on my laser ponies if I started Wednesday night. <laughs> God damn it! I am. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I believe fucker is what he does professionally. Tyler, 
<laughs> Tyler, Tyler isn't a principal. He works at an elementary school. So just so you know, Tyler is now chasing Kimmy across the room. <laughs> Tyler's like nine feet tall, and Kimmy isn't, so it's just not fair. The best part is she grabbed her phone charger to run. Yeah. She's like, if I never come back, I'll be okay. Priorities, man. It's all part of my plan to get the shirts. She was traveling so, on a desert so, island. So, Jim, is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I just wanted to thank everybody for uh, participating and being part of uh, Jim, th- you know what? We thank you. We thank you. I said it before, and I say it again. All I do is fill out a form and get people in no, tears. You, you guys are the guys that really There's a lot more hard work than that. I'm sure there were many more sleepless nights than we've had. Well, you know, there's a lot of emails and a lot of things to handle, but really I do it gladly and I do it happily. This is only a small representation of the people that are here. Thank you for the, yeah, everything it's, you it's, do. It's, it's totally 90% of it totally, it totally is. Actually. It totally sounds just from that one guy. Really, really, really. My reward is to see smiling faces coming out of those rooms, having Thank fun you. at those games. And, Jim, I, and, Jim, I just got to, I got, I got to let you know that since you have taken over, the change is noticeable. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's yeah. amazing what you've done. So well, far. the thing about it, it's, it's putting passion, people that are passionate about the hobby into positions of responsibility at this con has been the philosophy of this con. Uh, recently, and there's been some shakeups. One of the reasons why a lot of pe- positions have been shifted around is because you know we don't want people around here that are basically just going through the, the paces. We want people that really, truly, genuinely care about whatever hobby that they're doing and want to see the hobby grow and see more people interact in it. And uh, that's how I feel. And uh, that's what I love RPGs, and I've had pretty much my entire life. And uh, I pretty much like everybody at RPGs. <laughs> so let me ask you this last question here before you go: Are you able to play anymore? And, uh, and, yes, and if you are if you are playing, what did, what did you play recently? I'd like to say that I'm actually generally smarter than a lot of people here because, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> <laughs> pre-reds opens at noon for all of us. It opens three weeks early for Jim. Exactly. The reason why is this: uh, one of my best friends runs miniatures here, Mike James. And the thing is, he's stuck in that room pretty much the entire convention, okay? And you want to know why? Because he's not smart enough to have a bunch of really cool volunteers. And I have a woman named Carla Freeman, who's also a man in black, the the coordinator of the MIBs here. And she is my senior volunteer. And basically, I went to her and said, I don't want to worry about the HQ. Uh, I want you to find people to man the HQ that are fairly intelligent, that can answer questions, and just schedule them out. So anytime during between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., there's somebody sitting in that chair. And she does a fantastic job of making sure that there's somebody there all the time. So I'm free to put out fires, play games, and go coordinate all the other things I need to do. So very much thank you to Carla and all of her people for helping me out with that because they make that possible. So that's only part of the question. So, so what have you played any games? And yes, what did I you did. Play? Uh, this and morning, what do you think? Uh, actually, on Friday, I played uh, an Apocalypse World engine game. I can't remember the name of it, but it's sort of like a uh, supernatural urban fantasy type of game. Love those. And uh, what was fantastic about it is, well, if you ever played Apoc World, it's the first time I ever played it, and with Brian Poe was the the uh, the GM of that, and the way that it's sort of like links the narrative between all the characters, forces all the characters to sort of be interconnected from the beginning. And it's one of the best examples of uh, character generation as play that I've ever seen. And I ended up playing a, a fae who was basically a reincarnation of Walt Disney. Uh, <laughs> I love that! <laughs> the thing about it was is that uh, when Disneyland opened, it opened up a portal of fae because all of this creativity and wonder went into the world. And then, damn right! And, when, and, and then after the corporate takeover of Disney and it became more like cynical and corporate... Shut the, up. The, <laughs> stop that. 
the, the portal closed, oh, and he was stuck on this side. And he was just stuck in the mortal world because he couldn't go back because Disneyland was now a corporate shithole. And, God uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for being up here, Jim. <laughs> I, I think I've struck a chord. Yeah. yeah, all right. We need to get you some of that Oscar yeah. playoff music. <laughs> that, that, that was almost, that was 95% awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Big round of applause for yeah. Jim Sandoval, guys. It's, it's because of him we actually have games scheduled on time and that we're able to do this, so yeah. Very true. Anybody else uh, do a Friday night? Game. Anybody ma, ma, else in our Friday Night Games that wants to wants to correct us or talk about it? Ma, ma, ma. Kurt. So I didn't run a game on Friday night, but Jim won't get his ass up into the chair. So I guess I have to talk about his game because he ran quite possibly the best game to ever have on a Friday night. He ran Bad Attitudes, a, a role playing game based on '80s action movies. And you know he need it was Kimmy, Kimmy's busy dragging him up here now because that's that's pretty awesome. That's that is awesome. That, it was so much fun. Take your accolades, sir. Take your accolades. You okay? So who are you and what made you famous? And you're actually jamming a game here at a con. That's awesome. Yes, uh, I am Jim. Um, Get in that mic, Jim. Get on it, baby. Make love. My name is Jim. Get to work. Uh, uh, not really famous. Um, you are now. Okay. Uh, there are tens of people that have heard your voice now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so let's let's prompt you a little here. You, you, you're already stumbling with a lot of yes. All right. So, what system did you run this in? Uh, it's Bad Attitudes. I heard about it on uh, Prismatic Tsunami, which is another podcast I listen to. <laughs> Just jam it in there. And Don't laugh at me. He's talking. And it's based on uh, 1980s action movies, so it's basically just a lot of running around, shooting things, fighting things. <laughs> okay, so, all right, it's 1980s action movies. What characters were there? Well, uh, there was a guy who hit well. Uh, Shaft? Well, 80s, 80s. 80s. Shaft Rambo? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Um, Steven Seagal, they, they weren't specifics. It was just archetypes. So there was a, um, martial arts types. There was shooters. There were yeah, commandos, all that kind of thing. Chuck Norris and a bunch of pussies. That's who was in that. <laughs> no, actually, basically everybody was Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris <laughs> and a different Chuck Norris. Nice. Some were Chuck Norris's with guns. Some were Chuck Norris with their hands. And <laughs> yes, it's Kimmy's favorite game now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, one guy decided to do uh, have a dog as his um, fighting characteristic, Kurt. Uh, another one had really, really good stats. But missed just about every time. Stork. I, I wasn't playing, but that sounds exactly like the character I would have played. But we came up with a solution with him, and uh, I, I'll let him come up later on to tell about it. 
So was this the first time you ran this system? And, it was uh, the first time I, well, technically second because I did have to uh, run it as a playtest just to see how everything was going to work. Yep. Playtest important. Yeah. Yes. Didn't want to bring a game here that I've never ran before or played in and said, here you go. Because your name's not Mary. Right. <laughs> no, because no, Mary just gets I mean, it right out of the way. gate. That's, That's like, why I said what? she's fearless. Yeah, she's, she's just like, whatever. Give me that book. I've only read Hero once. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jam yes. it, dumb motherfucker, at a con in front of people I respect, damn it. And she's great. And so then she's like, she did that. Done it. Doing GURPS next. And so, and so, how how was how was uh, how was running it then? Did you like what what did, was there ups about the system, downs about the system? What'd you think? Well, uh, because oh, I'd say at least half everybody in the group was drunk uh, or drinking. <laughs> that sounds like Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah. Yeah. It ended up running very well uh, because also <laughs> in this system, uh, you get points for doing something badass. Or saying something badass. So it has the whole quips that happened in the 80s movies in addition to doing something badass like... Uh, Let off some steam, Bennett. There you go. Um, Bruce Willis running across the broken glass in Die Hard. Stuff like that. And because the alcohol was flowing, everybody was doing that kind of thing or saying that kind of thing. And... I was tossing See, out Dave, the attitude points. That's what we should have done. He, we should have done something fun like that instead of like Traveler, which is hard science fiction. <laughs> I have an idea. Okay. <laughs> and we do it. All right. We had another idea that worked out really well. That was kind of hysterical once. Yes. Once. <laughs> the, the floating vagabond, right? I think Stork and Dave need to be on like a sitcom together. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but Bosom Buddies isn't isn't on anymore. We can't, and and my breasts aren't quite as pouty as his. Pouty. <laughs> that is. Dave just fucking hates the home listening audience tonight. All of his jokes, they're for the live audience. Also, that's in my brain now. <laughs> All right, was there anybody you uh, was there anybody you played in Badass that would like to comment on uh, on the system or game or run or Rodney? Oh! <laughs> that was something I didn't need. <laughs> oh, it's for you. Oh yes, I know. This is Rod Talbert, and uh, I'm not particularly famous, but I've been playing here for a while. Uh, You're on Happy Jacks now. That makes you famous. Yeah, well, you know. You're famous for the best beard. Yeah, well, you know, I do have the best beard. At least everybody tells me. It's like some Game of Thrones shit right there. (laughs) He's a blacksmith, too, so he can actually make that throne. Uh, But anyway, I was was playing it, and I had actually the highest level stats between my shooting and uh, kick-ass. I had the lowest level of my hit points. And... uh, and yeah, I'll get work it. I'll work it right now. So, uh, ah, <laughs> it's, really it's not you. They're struggling with that. There's interference going on with the mic. We, we might have to switch mics in a second. And oh, it's fine. Just jam it in your mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to jam it in my mouth more. Yes. Um, and so when I tried to shoot anything, actually, I was trying to throw knives at anybody. Was how I attacked at a distance. I could not hit 
the broad side of a barn, even though I had the highest stats. Yeah, welcome to my world, yeah, my friend. Yeah, I storked it continuously through the whole game. And uh, finally, I just arrived at the idea that I'm just going to point at things and have everybody else kill it. And the moment I pointed, everybody else would, and actually it was Kurt that I I generally pointed for, and he killed every single thing right off the bat. So your character turned into like the evil monkey from Family Guy. Yeah. You're just like... Yeah. When, when 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 I didn't point, Kurt missed continuously or jam the, the gun so yes that was that was my my one claim to fame is i had to i had to point he had to shoot so it totally works with your with the 80s yes. it's a pretty awesome point and shoot we figured out it was point and shoot simplicity it was great um then we had originally six players in the game uh and unfortunately one guy had to drop out like 15 minutes into the game uh for personal issues but um we at some point very early on, I, I said something in the mission briefing about, like, oh, I'm definitely taking Vera with me, making the, the obvious Firefly reference. Instead of, oh, is that your gun? I'm like, no, that's my dog. So then, of course, we had to figure out the logistics of Halo dropping with a Rottweiler. <laughs> and then I just sort of ran with it. I'm like, well, I've got a five-and-shoot guns and a three-and-kick-ass. I shoot guns, and Vera kicks ass. So anytime it was a, a melee attack, it was just I sick the dog on them. <laughs> Vera ball ball, you know. <laughs> so, nice Hudson Hawk reference. <laughs> Thank so you. you. Was, you was, <laughs> so you as a GM have Kurt in your game. Yes. And you had to roll with that. Yes. And he wasn't the only smartass either. So. <laughs> It sounds like a good solution, though. I mean, oh, yes. uh, when all of a sudden, uh, how do you think the game went? Uh, it went great. Uh, Kurt, at the end, actually made the comment that uh, he made tonight, which was the perfect game to run on a Friday night, which is exactly what I thought when I heard of that game system on the podcast the first time. Nice. Because it sounds like something that... It wasn't our podcast. No. It was on a good podcast. Yeah, a, that wasn't mentioned on our podcast, yeah. No, it, it was no. Prismatic Tsunami. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just uh, double-checking. Prismatic Tsunami, which should be a band, by we the should, way, We should well. hashtag that because they'll, they'll get more. Stork will be like, everybody, go ekchout Prismatic Tsunami hashtag. Because I'd follow my you mic, on Twitter. My mic is so flaccid. Stork hasn't, Stork hasn't tweeted in a while. I know. Why aren't you on, aren't you on the tweeting? Stork, what's up? Good meals, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any photos of, like, Doritos bags. Like, you show your lunch. Uh, it's it's weird. I keep putting the hashtag after everything, and nobody seems to follow. I me. know it makes sense. Yeah. All right. Hashtag not hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> hash brown hashtag. All right. Did we have any? We have any Saturday games? We're gonna move on. Saturday Saturday morning. Saturday a.m. games. Tyler, let's start with you. So uh, this con, I decided that I wasn't gonna do anything groundbreaking or innovative or that exciting, really. So I'm just running two. Pretty basic Pathfinder games, and uh, I ran today's today's game was called uh, Did you say No Orcs or Snow Orcs? Oh, and it's clever. the 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 Viking campaign that I, I threw together for the last con that did really well, and the players had to fight orcs. That's really it. They fought orcs and trolls and 
that was kind of the the, the, the entire basis of the game. That can't be what it was because because we were like in the table next there and everybody was standing up and shouting and cheering and people loved that game. Well, I I, I have a firm belief that that con games, uh, the fun in con games is like eighty to ninety percent the players. And if you have a good group of players like I did today, your game will be fucking amazing. Uh, if you have thanks to my fucking Reeses. <laughs> well, when you bring a monkey to a con game, you, you research our blood types. They they enhanced our game, especially because we all have to make fun of Bruce for it. Any game where you can make fun of Bruce is a good game. Uh, that was basically it. It was just a, a stereotypical hack and slash Pathfinder game. But I have come to the conclusion that uh, players don't don't want to be horribly challenged. They want to be badasses at con games. So I let them, and I you know I will do my best to beat the shit out of them at the same time. But they're also dishing out that damage and and loving it. So I, I think it works really well. Yeah, you have, you have short amount of time to just really shine. It's true. You have four hours to like, kick ass, and it's true. I, I think we've come so to that what conclusion. Do you, what do you what do you believe your for for those games? What, what is your average setup for your characters' time? The setup for characters that I do. Uh, that's actually where m- most of my work goes into for Pathfinder games is into the characters. Uh, like I actually I actually did most of my planning Thursday night. I had the 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 base story in mind, and then I I threw together some stats and let the players decide where they were going to take it. But average setup, I spend maybe an hour per character, so all together for each PC, an hour, and then everything else. I do maybe eight to ten hours of prep per game. So so you mean like Thursday from like like two months ago, right? No, I mean Thursday as in the day before yesterday. And actually, this is something I I do want to talk about. Uh, Yeah. uh, I want to talk about what Thursday Thursday night, I'm driving home from work, and I was... Cheats are holding me back, man. Character sheets are holding me back. Amazing, uh, and and I was just I was thinking about the game and the 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 story outline I had because you you I don't think you can ever plan enough for a con game because the players are always going to take whatever you have planned and fuck it up. <laughs> so if you do as little planning as possible and have a bunch of different directions they might be able to go, then you're going to have a better game because it seems like you've got it all planned out. I'm giving away all my secrets here, so all the players know. Oh, he's fucking so winging less, less everything. Less planning is more planning. Less planning is more planning. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Hashtag. Okay, Hashtag. Tappy. Okay, Tappy. At least I brought character sheets. I just made that joke. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, Kimmy. I'm funnier. Fucking pay attention to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your lines were supposed to be shorter. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, there's a lot of daggers being thrown right now. A lot of shit happening right now. Um, Tyler, I think actually you have hit on a home truth. People don't want to be horribly challenged. They want to be badasses. Yeah. That's like a rule for life. It's fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like, like in life, we all we actually like want to win. <laughs> West Side Story on. references, really? <laughs> Completely lost my train of thought. Thanks, Dave. Gamer, gamer, smelly gamer. You reek boy.
Marty Beach's end of all. <laughs> There's a bunch of gamers misbehaving. GM Krapke. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't do a whole ton of planning. I have... I want to be in the RPGs. I want to be in the <laughs> RPGs. Roll 20. I just need you to roll a 20. You stupid fucking guys. Fatal. I've just played a game called Fatal. I cannot feel my butt. Oh, it was a fatal joke. <laughs> Stu is going to listen to this, what, mon- Sunday, Stu Monday? Stu will like, never miss another fucking con again. <laughs> ever. This ever. is what happens, Stu. Oh, God. oh, my God. The monkeys are running the lab. That's what it's like. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll let four attention whores run the podcast. So, uh, were any players in my game that want to come talk about it here, or do you just not want to ever see me again? Oh, I understand. Oh, All right. So, coming up right now is, is uh, Joseph Schneer. He played in my game today. actually came and said, is there a spot left? And luckily there was, which made me very happy. He's probably the biggest, scariest ex-Marine gamer I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I'm actually a software nerd. I've never been in the military. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, hold on, I, hold I, on. That's what the shirt's supposed to look like. <laughs> you mean... You mean pleas and talking aren't supposed to bend out? <laughs> so, 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 like you said, my name is uh, Joseph. I go by Jogun on the forums. Um... I'm probably most famous because the Happy Jacks podcast crew a few years ago sang happy birthday to me when they podcast live on my birthday. So, um, so yeah, I was supposed to be in Stu's game. He couldn't make it. I didn't even know. I show up. I'm sitting at the table all by myself. And Stark's like, oh, man. He's like, dude, you didn't know? Stu can't make it. And I'm like, oh, well, that kind of. This is what happens when you don't make it to con, Stu. Players, yeah. players play my games. <laughs> so. And, and Stu is, like, super sorry he couldn't be here. No, no, no. It's, it's totally fine. Yeah. And so, so Tyler comes rolling in, and I was, like, I was like, does anybody have a spot in the game? He's like, I don't know. I had one last night at, like, 1130. So I ran over, and I signed my name. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll hop in. And I'm like, and I asked him. I said, well, you know, I've never played Pathfinder, right? I mean, I grew up with Palladium. Don't. Don't tase me. Don't judge. Yeah. Hey. Don't hate me. I, like, I, I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. like, we don't judge. You're in shape. It's okay. Palladium. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. it's always it's nice to be right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, I, I'd never really played a, an actual D20 game. So, I'm like, he's like, well, I don't know. Are you good at math? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So, um, but, it, you know, it was really awesome. Because anytime I had a question about a rule or something, the character sheet was laid out really nice. It was really easy to go. The Thanks, Hero was Lab. Awesome. Well, and not just that, but I'm like, you know, I mean, I've never played the system. And it's just nice to be able to come in and be like, you know, well, I don't know what the shield bash thing is. But I just I want to smash him. And then it says I can shoot spikes, which I found out three quarters of the way through the game. Can I do that afterwards? Of course, I rolled twos. But, you know, so that didn't happen. You know. It sounded and, uh, badass. Yeah, it, it sounded awesome. You That's know, 100% and, uh, better than Stork. Well, yeah, I know. I know. You know, 
the, the, the worst part is I went six rounds rolling twos in Pathfinder, and then I go play a Paranoia game, and I'm stoked, right? I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, I've got this all stoked up. I'm ready. And I don't think I rolled anything lower than a 17 in that game. Oh, <laughs> same thing happens to me. Yeah, yeah. So, if you need low, you roll So anyway, uh, great job. Fun group of people. It, it was a blast. Um, first, first Pathfinder game, what would you think of uh, the system? I, I had a blast with it. It was fun. I mean, you know, to me, I... I kind of stand with what most people say on the podcast. It's not really the game system. It's the people around the table and what you're doing. You know, if you're having a good time, it's awesome. So thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Amen. Words of wisdom, Joe. Words of wisdom. You know, I was sitting behind a good, good backside, too. Very muscular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Joe, Joe actually uh, helped solve an issue with one of my character sheets is that uh, I forgot to equip armor on the fighter. So I'm like, hey, what's your AC? And he goes, uh... Fifteen? <laughs> it was fun. So then I gave him I gave him armor, and then I couldn't hit him for the rest of the game. <laughs> that's like everybody was near the table, and every time the players cheered, that's because I either rolled a one or a twenty. It was a one if I didn't hit him, or a twenty if I hit Bruce. <laughs> Segway. Like all of my all of my twenties were on Bruce. I. I don't know if I should say this this way, but I took a pounding in that game. Oh, 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 oh hi, Bruce. Hi. Get to work. Uh, this is Bruce again. Um, so, Tyler, your game was fun. Uh, I, you said it all pretty much except for the, the one thing. When you have a recurring villain between games, people have – I played in the previous game with the same characters, and we had killed this guy, and we just had this intense hatred for him. And then we, we – uh, we found out that there's a recurring villain, and people love those. So I think if, if you have a recurring villain in games, people tend to latch onto that, and they want to come back for future games. He won't be in tomorrow's game. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to ruin it. A silent stare is great radio. <laughs> So the recurring villain he's talking about is actually this this half orc sorcerer called the Bastard that just fucking hates everybody that is human and uh, has spent like three hundred years breeding orcs to break into a city and raise an army and the players figured that out without Dude, that's me having awesome. to give them really any clues for it. You came up with that driving in like no, on no, Thursday. No, that was driving home uh, Thursday night. That that's I such a great idea. I was like, the city has magical wards to keep orcs out. How do I get them in? Oh, make them part human. And the players figured that out without really getting any clues. It was fucking amazing to me. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? No? Good? Thank God. All right. Mary. <laughs> okay. So this morning I ran a Grim game. Um, and I have to say it was possibly the biggest challenge I've faced as a GM. I mean, even bigger challenge than the time that I ran Hero with Stu and Stork as two of my players. And that's because Dimitri was one of my players. <laughs> so you had an actual, like, fourth grader in the game. Yeah, pretty on, much. On, um, on mushrooms. And <laughs> funny you should mention mushrooms, actually. Um, um, what I learned from this game... Portobello Road. What, what Portobello I learned from this game... Was that douches are people who live in Germany because it's called Duschland in their in their language? 
Happy Shower Jacks RPG podcast. So really, it's Dooseling Dooseling. <laughs> the Happy Jacks RPG podcast would like to offer an apology to our German listeners. It just it just means place where you shower. Which, by the way, is not this game card, right. obviously. It, it really undermines the whole Nazi propaganda machine, doesn't it? It was like, you thinking about two people going, Dusslin, Dusslin. Although, at a game con, that might be a good idea. It makes them sound better because they were in the shower. Yes. <laughs> oh. Can we not talk about Nazis in showers? <laughs> Listen, man. I'll visit the ones I want to. You got to go easier on that microphone. You've knocked it off the stand four times, and now you rip out the cord. Just relax. Okay. Just le- lean in and be gentle. Stop getting your one hour before you need it, it. Take the little pill. <laughs> all right, please continue, Mary. Uh, so this is a game I actually managed to play test uh, because my regular Tuesday night group, uh, we were sort of. We, we, we have a rotating cycle of GMs based on, hey, I feel like running something this time. Is anybody going to fight me for it? Um, and I, I guess I fight dirty. Maybe it's the fingernails. So usually if I want to run a game... No, I've, I've just never heard of people fighting over GMing. I'm just astonished. You know, it's a brilliant idea to, to stop like GM burnout. Yeah. If somebody um, else wants to step up and run, it's awesome. We, we have about eight players who cycle through the game because it's, it depends a little bit on who's running, but we've got three people in the group who GM. Um... So we just kind of, you know, my game's not ready this week. This is a really what, rough week for me. Whatever's going on, who wants to run something? And usually one of us can step up to do it, um, which also means we're occasionally in the middle of three different storylines and trying to remember which inside jokes apply to which game. Uh, but no, it works really well. But uh, so the Grim game, I got to play test it. And in the play test, um, at one point, this girl runs past the kids in a panic. Um, for those who don't know, Grim, you play an eight-year-old. You end up in a really messed up fairy tale land. Uh, right after they arrive, there's this girl, uh, teenager who runs past them in an absolute panic. Well, my play test, the players followed her, and I had to name a village, and it was just like, oh, shoot, all this stuff I didn't even plan having to be part of this because my, my play test players were concerned about the girl. My players today totally didn't care because there were cats and cats were awesome and they completely <laughs> ignored the girl um so instead of having to threaten to stuff them in barrels and ship them back to where the main story was which nearly happened in the play test <laughs> stuff the cats in barrels no the players oh stay with us dave <laughs> fuck the cats wanted to go where the main part of the action was. They went back, and so it was a very, very different interaction because they willingly became servants to the cats for a couple of days. Well, like we all do. Right. Except <laughs> um, it's years in most cases. It, it was definitely a really fun game because I had really only planned out three things that would occur, three pieces of information I had to give them, and everything else was in response to what they asked me. The things that they came up with, the roles that they made, the random babbling that I did when they made one of my NPCs talk more than I thought they would, um, which is how we ended up with psychedelic mushrooms that caused people to see mice being the primary weapon for the battle at the end. <laughs> they really liked that I'm, idea. I'm, I'm going to blame Dimitri on this point here. I'm, it's... It actually wasn't Dimitri's fault. It was the person sitting directly next to me who is not here. So I, I can't point fingers. So you can talk all the shit you want. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, but 
three of my players, I believe, are here. Maybe four, three for sure. So if anybody wants to come tell me what I did wrong and what I should be better next time, come on up. Anybody would like to uh, give some commentary on yeah. the magic mushroom and, and I game? Did, I did actually say that I want the privilege of a Dimitri rant as some of the feedback that I have in my life. So yes. he'd better get up here at some point. Yeah, this is Rod Talbert again, and I was in the game. Um, we had a great time. Uh, it was more than anything. I was kind of – it was the early morning, so everybody was not quite awake, and I, being the player I am, I'm trying to kind of herd the cats, as it were, to get everybody – No, you, you tried to herd the cats, actually. <laughs> I did try to herd the cats, literally, uh, just because I was trying to get everybody to move down the trail because I was – the opening, of course, I, I'm, I'm always, you know – very cognizant of how slow a game can start. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, look, there's the, the cat and there's the problem. Go for the cat. So, so you seized on the wrong you're plot like, hook. You're like, yeah. that must be plot. Let's go for it. Let's go for that. So, yes, I just pretty much seized on it and ran with it. Um, so, yeah, it was you know quite a bit of fun. And we... Uh, we uh, found out about the mushrooms, and we everybody was going. Well, we're gonna we're gonna build traps, and we're gonna do this, and then finally somebody said, we just need to shoot shoot mushrooms at them, and then so we all gathered the mushrooms and made slingshots and shot mushrooms into all the bad guys' mouths, and it, made them it trip is out. a grim game. It makes it sense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm changing my Pathfinder game tomorrow. <laughs> It, in the playtest, they actually did build pit traps and a catapult, and they just killed the villagers instead of yeah, caused them to hallucinate. Wow. <laughs> that is some brutal, like... That's that's a, that is a, a fucking dream. dark game. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. It's less dark. Uh, D- Dimitri here again. Um, so, it, okay. <laughs> I, I was a refugee uh, from, the, from the stew game. And uh, and I, I was uh, a little miffed by that, but uh, when I saw Mary's game, I was like, "Oh, excellent! Yes, totally! I will totally take this one on." And um, I was so pleasantly surprised. First of all, because the people that I was playing with were so awesome. Um, one of the things that Mary said was like, "You know, hey, uh, I just want you guys to you know bring your inner eight-year-old to the table." And I'm sitting there going, "Hmm, this is a tough one." <laughs> Uh, but second I'm of sure all, it was real difficult for you. How do I act like I'm way older? <laughs> uh, but secondly, okay, so she says, that, oh, you know, she was so surprised that the, the, the chick who ran by us with a torn dress, bleeding and screaming, probably uh, maybe sexually assaulted in some way. No, um, no, the cats tried to cloud her eyes. Not that you ever found that out in the game. Okay, yeah. Well, the, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, you know... It, when I think about it, eight-year-olds are basically psychotic people. They're just not all there. They're not yet. psychotic. They're sociopathic. Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> so I didn't even think about, you know, what's happening here. I was just like, oh, well, let's go yeah, check that out over there. <laughs> um, but, I forgot oh, no. Kimmy was here. <laughs> but, but it was, it, no, what was brilliant about this, this game... Um, was that we, you know, they put us to these tasks to, you know, feed the cats, take care of them, um, take bedtime naps and stuff. And we did this kind of stuff in a real organized, regimented way. We all conferenced with each other. We all said, hmm, 
Well, I'm going to make some biscuits for the kitties. Mm, well, I'm going to I'm going to make a little bit of fancy feast for the kitties and we would all just sit there doing our things and we would order each other around and we'd, you know, we'd do our little fe- uh, uh, contests of uh, of abilities and stuff like that to, to order each other around, but eventually we th- some sort of com- uh, command structure would would boil down and you know, kids get shit done. <laughs> That's the bottom line. When once the once <laughs> Once the fucking pecking order, you know, becomes becomes clear, kids get shit done, and I like being a kid. Damn. That's called Lord of the Flies. Well, nobody asked what happened to uh, the villagers that got run off. So. Hey, what happened to the villagers that got run off? Well, let's just say cats are omnivores. Oh. oh. All right, was there uh, any other Saturday morning yeah. games? Morning. <laughs> Dave and Stork ran a morning game. Well, but Jim's not here, but he said we could talk about it. So, so Dave and I had our, our second, right. uh, our second uh, game, which, uh, Bill, I think you were in as well. Right, oh, and, I, and, and I will say that that game proved a point that you guys always make, which is playtesting important. So thank you all the Friday night guys <laughs> for being the playtest for the Saturday morning game. So in keeping with the theme with the doubleheader, we, we ran the second head, header of the doubleheader uh, in Savage Worlds uh, using the same plot point, and I thought it went better. Maybe we're more comfortable with Savage Worlds? I'm not sure. I slept five hours last night. Ah. Which was fucking amazing. <laughs> how many how many young children is at your house, Dave? I have two seven month olds and a three year old. So five hours in a row at night when it's dark? Five hours, yeah. That's in big. a room lit only by a smoke detector and a glue-glowing phone charger for an Android phone made me... Like, I woke up at 6 and I was like, I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got up, I took a shower, I got all dressed. I was like, fuck yeah, I've got three hours before my game. I went and got breakfast. I came back. I was ready. Oh. Sorry. I fucked up the cable. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, that harsh my mellow, man. <laughs> Dave's not here anymore. But, uh, no. Uh, so, yeah. I was, I was gung-ho this morning. And our game, we used the same plot as last night. Uh, Stork and I have talked many times about how when we try and plan a con game... We try and plan modular pieces. So I imagine it like a chain of Legos. And if we're running low on time, we add more. And if we're, we take away, and if we look like we have extra time, we add in a little couple of blocks. Uh, And it would. I don't know what happened that was funny. I missed it. We had a whole bag of zombies we never used. Yeah, I know. I was mad. Because on Friday night. That was the other thing. I have come to the conclusion that Stork is like the ring video of RPG rolling. Right? Like, he rolls horribly, you play with him too many times, and then you roll horribly, and he gets better. And so Friday night, I was rolling the dice, and all kinds of awesome things that could have happened didn't, because I rolled ones. It's Traveler. We don't want to just say things happen to you, and then we kill people. Right, yeah, yeah. 
much of a margin when you when with, with travel there's not much of a margin when you start shooting so we didn't want to say he, this guy just appeared we wanted to be fair and roll the dice and then Dave was rolling like ones and twos and they weren't living very long no we had we had nothing but the kind of cool part about running the same plot in two sort of different genres was Friday night we had a very sort of like this is some kind of terrifying biological shit and you don't want to mess with it and today it was really much more there is something supernatural and terrible because that was the game we're running and there was a little bit of fear about whether it was some kind of biological contaminant but it was not anywhere near like Friday night and uh, I had a I had a lot of fun I, it was good and yeah again just like was said Friday night was an awesome play test for Saturday morning <laughs> So it really kind of honed things down. So thanks, Friday night people. Did you did you find that there was anything that worked better on Saturday morning than Friday in terms of the plot or the uh, what, the motivations for the characters or like what what was the, kind of the major difference you saw? Being, we that was, didn't spend forty minutes making a round of character creation that was kind of useless. So that gave us forty minutes extra of here's a good reason for you to be involved in this plot instead of like. You're hired. Go do this. It was much more like, cool, you guys have some time to spend some time investigating and checking stuff out and and building up to the point where you're there instead of just like, shut up, go there. <laughs> it, it, do, it does sound like there was more, potentially more fear in Friday's game than our Saturday game. From the on the player's point, yeah, because the circus freaks didn't have to wear vac suits. <laughs> the, there was a, the, the big that would the, be a badass game. <laughs> the biggest problem was a logistic problem, really, which is, and I've said it before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat it again, which is a Friday night. Everybody's tired. Nobody wants to spend the time with crazy characters. Everybody just wants to get into it, and I think every, everybody, including the gyms, were were exhausted. <laughs> I don't think anybody brought their A game to the game, and I, and I apologize for anybody that was at the game who was like brought their A game and then was brought down because I feel like we all were just like about two hours in, we're like I'm done. Why is this going on so long? We realized we had to go until midnight. All right. it, it's a long haul. Hang on, I, I need to interrupt Stork here. Stork has apologized and complained about the the Friday night game. Players in that Friday night game, did you have fun? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't fucking matter then, Stork. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah fuck it. And, and, and Jim brought his A game. Although, I have to admit, the game today at 9, things progressed along, and there was certain resolutions that we sort of had in mind for things, but we were running short on time, and we'd gotten to the end of the four-hour block, and I didn't have any more Legos that I could pull away. And I was frantically, in my mind, searching for, how are we going to end this shit? Like, we're, we've got six minutes left. What the what what are we gonna do? I and you know I'd look at Stork and he'd look at me and we both kind of have that panic look in our eye, and then thankfully we had two players that worked together in a way that was awesome. And your name is Bill. You bring it right, Bill. <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. Bill, Bill connection. Yeah, it was the double Bill double hitter, <laughs> and which is way sexier than you'd imagine. <laughs> They are pouty. They are pouty. All right. Uh, is there is there anybody? Uh, Elspeth has Elspeth has commentary. No. I can't wash that. No one leaves here intact. Right. So 
Uh, I'm Elspeth, and um, I'm famous for having no fucking idea what game system I'm playing in, even when I sit down <laughs> to play in it. And, um, and being in the Merry Wives of Windsor. Well, that, that, is that famous? Yes. Yeah. Cool, that's probably even more famous. And um, I'm somebody on the forums, but LastPass remembers that for me. So honestly, I, I really have no idea what my name is. <laughs> I was in the Saturday morning game, and, and honestly, you guys are like apologizing all over for Friday night, but I'm way less cogent on Saturday morning than ever on a Friday night. Um, so I don't know why you think everybody's like more together on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock in the morning. But I was very impressed by one thing, which is that uh, the character that I pulled from the random pile got to a certain point, about two and a half hours in, and I rolled a, I had to do a certain thing, and I rolled a 29 on a D8, which was an awesome thing about Savage Worlds. <laughs> it, it was Savage Worlds, so and dice explode. And instead of having just no FYI. idea what to go about, you guys were like, well... We discussed what would happen if she rolled really high on this, <laughs> and um, and we have this plan, and this is what happens, and and the level of prep that you bring to the freak show games, and I don't know if it's the other Savage World games because I've never played Savage Worlds except for Freak Show, but um, the um, level of prep that you bring to it. See, I really have no idea. Okay, that, that comes Our level of prep no is idea. way better than Ted President. The level of prep is much higher in Freak Show. <laughs> the level of prep you guys bring makes it really effortless for everybody in the game. It makes things go super smoothly the whole way through. And um, I totally appreciate it because I'm totally incapable of that level of detail orientation. <laughs> i got to play in one of your games and see if this prep stuff is all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Uh, anybody else from their show what they need to say? Yeah, oh, yes, Arizona Gin Bill. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Gin Bill from Arizona, what I'm famous for is breaking the tradition of really epically bad alcohol at the uh, cons now, so... Uh, yeah, it, it, you got to explain what you, what you did at our Freak Show game first, oh, okay, and then what yeah. you just did now. Um, at the Freak Show game, I learned that I was around a table with a bunch of players who decided that succeeding with a simple success or one raise wasn't enough. And before the GMs could even respond, they'd go, no, I'm spending a Benny and I need more raises, so I'm rolling again, which was really awesome. (laughs) Actually, that was kind of a lesson that we learned today. That was like, if we just sit there and look impassive for an extra 12 seconds, people are... Immediately prone to throwing a Benny, like, no, no, apparently I didn't roll good enough. I need more. And it was kind of awesome. Don't touch me. (laughs) What's happening? I'll find a way. (laughs) It was a fantastic scenario. Had a ton of fun. Um, Played the illustrated man and. When the uh, Cthulhu-esque uh, tentacle beast came out of the crevice, I thought, I'm diving into that crevice. <laughs> I've got, well said. I've got well five said. bennies to burn. <laughs> well said. Yeah, and I have to say that you and, you and Bill and Bill pl- had a great double play today. It was yes. awesome. So I get the glowing blue 
tablet. Because we had I, an I awesome prop for yes. that. A green blue tablet that's kind of the source of everything and decide, okay, these guys need time to destroy it. I toss the thing out and intend to go frenzy on it, but it's a perfect toss, thanks to a Benny. And Bill, with the massive martial artist in one blow, cracks a thing. Wouldn't massive martial artist hold holding. holding his action for three rounds. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and finally goes, I got one thing I can do. And he, and he, and he totally Bruce lead it. It was awesome. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Great game. Um, this is the one thing I wanted to do this con. I was super lucky to get into it, and we had a fun, fantastic time. Thank you very much. Uh, and then uh, Drake, Dragon Drake, D- Danny Drake, whatever your character oh, was, David Drake. Yeah, David Drake. So uh, this is Muffin again. Um, I have played in three of your freak show games this is my fourth now mm-hmm. and um i the other three times i played the illustrated man which bill played this time um and so i got to play the dragon boy this time and i've had easily as much fun with a brand new character as i just because you guys run an awesome game i think you're approaching the bruce and casey level of sharing a brain gm co-gming yeah. Don't say that ever again. No, it's it's because I'm afraid of that. I, I'm sorry. I meant I, I meant that as a compliment. It's cool because it's a lot you. less homoerotic. That's such a mean thing to say. I'm so sorry. It, it, it really it's a lot less homoerotic as, as Tyler just said. <laughs> Bruce is right. Bruce is back there furiously texting Casey. They're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta step our game. Next podcast, we wear the same pants. <laughs> It's not just me. That happens after three kids. The one, the one thing I will say is that having been in a couple, I, I think hands down, and it just, I think it's just what this character lets players unlock. The dog-faced man, like every player who ever touches that character, just rolls with it, and it is uh, such a gift that you give role players. Having been in a couple what? A couple freak show games. Oh. <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you think? I meant a couple of homoerotic relationships with co-GMs? No. <laughs> Having... He was young. He needed the money. That's right. I just want to say I've only had one co-GM experience with, with Kimmy at a con. That's right. That's right. That's right. We had a road up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I was going to say you... Yeah, but we're like long... We're, that's what you think. We're gay. It's... it's yeah. <laughs> That's a genuine homoerotic relationship, yeah. That's There we go. Okay, now I'm just going to put this in the middle of the room and everybody has to talk really loud. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'll I'll walk it around. You want to walk? I'll walk around. I don't think I can plug my phone into anything, but I'll do this. All right, we're going to turn the podcast. This is like so fucking gorilla. (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. This is the best. Or just unplanned. Or orc. It's something. All right. So, any of uh, the... Wait, wait, here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Now, you bet, and you have the phone. Just, I'll put it here. And, and, My phone. But don't have to talk into the mic anymore. That's the other Yeah, no. It's part of the fun. I'll talk into my Johnny. All right, this is so my mic. What game did you run and why are you uh, we, didn't we didn't run. We didn't even fucking run a game. We are literally just the random encounter of Happy Jacks. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> that is all that we have ever been. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Twin. Hi, I'm Maui. And we, we are two-thirds of the, the three of us that are known as did, the Weird Sisters. We've been on the LARP podcast though? before. Yes. Yeah. Talk yes. about the LARP you're doing. Okay. 
So we, well, actually, today was was the tabletop version of the LARP that we play in. Yeah, because the, the yeah. Well, no, we, no, we, no, we, we played. played in a tabletop of the LARP that we play in. Is that possible? Yes. Actually, no, Ed. Yes. Unfortunately, the mic's not here, so um, come sit. Yeah, it's not in there. And there's a phone. You're in the roommate. We're comfortable. Sit down. Yes, sit. So on a side note, I'm famous because I brought this. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is our roommate. This um, is our roommate. He looks after me because I can't. I have a weird. Uh, I'm a mutant, yeah, actually. I, I have a weird mutation, and I can't drink carbonation. So I drink hers. <laughs> so, so I can't drink beer. So uh, I drink this. So in the short, I might be famous. Is I'm also from the good old fair circuit, as a lot of these happy jackers are. Um, and then I'm on the plot team for Dying Kingdoms, which is a LARP. Um, but one of the things we do in the LARP is we do have tabletop days, which is uh, one of the things we do at conventions when running around with foam swords and beating each other in hallways might not sit so well with hotel staff. So let me, so let me ask why. you guys this. So um, Tyler used to run a LARP, so yes. we've heard, we're, we're all secondhand LARP understanders. Yeah. But I don't what is, talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 okay. I'll, I'll point out, you were you were World of Darkness, so I apologize. <laughs> So the first thing I have is, is I think I think everyone's familiar enough with the with the, the live action part of people. How does a tabletop component fit into that? Okay, so I, I don't know if it, if Dan Game is the first game to try this, but it's the first point when I've been involved with it does it. But um so we will have sometimes have tabletop days because when you're doing a LARP like Dying Kingdoms, we have a player base of forty to fifty players. We try to, as the goes on through the course of a year, to incorporate personal plot and side quests into our live events, but you can't always do that. For instance, so, the entire tabletop we were just participating in was the impetus from shit that happened at the last LARP for her character. It's her fault. It was her personal plot. And it involved everyone. I apologize so, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, sort of a combination out of, like, well, what can we do at a con that, you know, without, you know, having violence in the hallways? Um, but also it gives a chance to do things that would be, like, side quests, or as these girls might have said on the podcast, B-plot type things, uh, as well as personal plot things that you can't always hit at a LARP. And plus, there are things you can do at, say, a tabletop that you can't really pull off effectively at a LARP. Like, I've heard a story of Anselma the Dragon Slayer, who at one point was on top of a da- dragon trying to hike its neck off. Hard to RP that in a live action setting. Yep. <laughs> so you, you can do that. So, uh, so Tyler's you, big enough, he could be a dragon. Twin and I have actually been a dragon before. <laughs> I think you're going to say that Twin and you had jumped on Tyler's neck before. <laughs> <laughs> but, Not we yet, Matt. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, but if he keeps trying. Not yet, but if he keeps having all of these positive opinions about World of Darkness. Yep. <laughs> you never know. There we go. So, so basically, for this convention on Saturday, this afternoon we had the tabletop day which involved six different tables that our players could split off and do their side quests or help someone out with personal plot my personal one in particular was uh, in the nation called Colbaron which is where our court game tomorrow which is where we're going to have people actually in their costumes and LARPing uh, but in sort of a court setting so you really can't just start stabbing people because so pursuit here guards here at the hotel yeah, yeah tomorrow 2pm yeah. uh, over in the San Lorenzo section we'll be doing a uh, more of a court game, which people are actually welcome to come out and uh, play because we have some pre-gens that are the uh, people, these people we're encountering. Are you saying that we can, like, all just 
jump into me NPCs and yeah. every time. You yeah. could. Absolutely. I might. Don't do it, Storm. You, 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 you might. You might. Do it. Your life away. <laughs> well, so, the, so the setting for tomorrow is one, one of the nations in our setting is 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 a a sort of mythic Scottish, Irish, Celtic, British Isles equivalent. Yep. Um, Celts. Yeah, Inish. Well, they call it Irish, Inish. Um, and they, uh, their king uh, pussied out, essentially, and so different clans have been you know, on the verge of civil war, and they're going to try to elect a king. It may or may not happen. Kings are elected in LARPs? Well, it's, uh, well in this particular country, <laughs> the four major clans will gather and try to select one person to be high king, which may or may not happen, uh, depending on how... Do you have any pregens that are drunk? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this, is, this is called Baron, which is the Scottish-Irish equivalent. They have so a... Yes, yes. They have an advantage called hard drinker, <laughs> which allows them to drink more and still be cognizant. It's I don't know you, but I'm better now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's tomorrow at that's tomorrow. at two p.m. in the San Lorenzo. So can people? Do you now? Uh, this question: I, I, do, do do you encourage people to observe, or or do they need to immerse? Um, we, we, we encourage you to come and take on, I, for the con game, I like to call them pre-gen characters, uh, but they are, are basically our non-player characters, which means you're not someone who's been running the campaign, just the well, idea. I think, I think whatever you're comfortable with, really. Yeah, if you true. just want to come and watch, come fucking watch. <laughs> just as long as you're not a dick, store, we don't you care. Should, you should go well, here's, should actually, here's another question. If I'm running into you guys in the hallway, should I interact with you? Should um, I play along? Do I ignore you? How, um, how I would recommend these two try not to break their character. I'm on the plot team, so if you need to ask me stuff out of character, you can. Well, I, like, I honestly, that depends on that depends on who you are, because I will always, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm LARPing, even if I'm character, if somebody comes up to me and asks me a question about the game, yeah, I'll break character and I'll talk to you about the game. I, tell, I mean, that's a great question, a LARPer etiquette, yeah. right? Because I think a lot of us paper and pencil role players see LARPers and we're like, oh, yeah. which is funny, especially if you're somebody who does Renfair, because you're like, oh, look at that geek in the costume. <laughs> But you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I perform at Renfair, yeah. but frankly, I'm not I don't, Frankly, I don't care as long as you're not being a dick. Because my yeah. instinct is to give you guys a lot of space, and yet if, if you come up and like give me the high sign or whatever, I'm like, yeah. I, I would say if you're you, watching, I, odds are one of us on the plot team will probably like me yeah, at one point meander and say, oh, hey, how oh, you doing? Oh, who's on the plot team or not? Yeah, I know. Oh, see Ed, I'm like, hey, Ed, what's well, up? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, well, I'm saying is that odds if I see someone, I might meander and say, so hey, how you doing? Are you interested and try to fish you the right way? Okay, so you know, I was talking about buddy Max yesterday. Uh, Max, yeah, yeah, Max on the plot team. Right, right. Yeah. And he told me that oh, oh, he ran their table. You, you, no, you no, no he didn't. Three months ago, you came up and you started acting like a total dick. Okay, fine. I can totally grant you the dick thing. But he wasn't but, acting. I grant you the dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know you guys were in the middle of a fucking game either. Yeah. Is yeah. there? So yeah. Is there any? Is there like a time on, time off thing that people should look for? Um, okay. Uh, if we do the hand over the head thing, that means we're out of character currently. Um, uh, we may also wear a white headband to indicate we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like. Let me put it this way. Do you guys? Do you guys like? You guys like tabletops? Yeah. That's kind of why you're here. Yeah. 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 I get that. You guys, do, do you guys role play in your tabletops, or are you just murder hobos? No, mostly murder hobos. <laughs> That's fine. There's role playing that occurs, though. That's fine you're, because you're you know what? You're them, you know. I also. <laughs> I I'm just saying, that's little bit. Because you can totally murder hobo in a lark. You can totally. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, eclipse. That's true. Eclipse is murder. No, but but there is role play. Okay, so 
<laughs> if you guys roleplay in your tabletop, we roleplay in LARP. It's really not that different. If you come up to us and talk to you, we're going to talk to you. If we tell you, hey, I'm in the middle of something right now, and you press the point and are like, oh, well, I'm talking you out of character, then you're hey, kind of being hey, a dick. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. Hi, hey. What are you doing? Hey, what's up? Listen, hey, listen. Is it necessary to know LSL in order to participate in a LARP? ASL? ASL. LSL. LARP or sign language. If you come at the beginning of the game, we will have a quick briefing to inform you of the basics. I like that. We'll tell you what the call is. How about this? Hell yeah, we know that one. Demetrius, we're all familiar with that. Steel third? What? I see that on the road every day. Yeah, that's true. That explains a lot about you. It's an interesting point because we're going to encounter you in the hallway. We're going to encounter you in rooms. I would. You're friends of ours and such, and we might actually want to say hi. We may not actually know that you're I will always say hi to stage at the time. No, I will always say hi. If we are at a con game, we more or less expect. That we are, if we are standing in the middle of the hallway, possibly going to be waylaid by people who are not involved in the game at some right, point. And, and that's okay. Because the script says, I gotta be here, and I gotta answer some questions, <laughs> yeah. and then be like, hey. But like, I, I break character to hug my friends when they swing by if they're not in the game yeah. all the fucking time. So you know why? Because we're an asshole. So and because... opens up in a bunch of orchard ready to put their quest, and you're busy talking to someone, and you go, oh, excuse me, I have to go to work? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Because we're it's doing this work. for fun. Yeah. yeah, we're doing this for fun, it's and okay. we're, it's a social experience, and we're doing this for fun and to see our friends, and there are some people who take it seriously, but there are some people who take tabletops really fucking seriously, too. Yeah. No way. Right. <laughs> right. Only because we're on the phone and it's wacky, but I want to make sure you got the, and we'll see how this works. It's going to be interesting fusion live. But uh, at one hour and probably 42 minutes, I'm guessing, I'm totally guessing, we'll see how good I am when it comes like, uh, we're going to call the pod phone cast, whatever this is. Uh, so this was uh, season 12, episode 16 at Strategicon. This is Bill. I'm Dave. Stork. I'm Twin. I'm Edward. I'm Maui. This is Tyler. Mouser. See, I was going to go through the whole audience. That'd be just so <laughs> fucked up. Just do it. Just do and it. And I'm Kimmy. And this is the live studio audience. <laughs> and I'll leave you with hanging up my phone. Good morning to you, fair maid, you tending your flock. What brings you so early unto this green spot? My father's in the field and he's waiting for me. Call the owls to the nows, Molly and me. Call the owls to the nows, Molly and me. My father's a shepherd herding sheep on the hill. If you get his sanction, I'll be at your will. And if he does grant it, then right glad I'll be. Call the owls to the nows, Molly and me. Call the owls to the nows, Molly and me. Good morning to your old man, you're counting your flock. Could you spare me a ewe lamb for to keep up my stock? Then grass for to feed her on yonder green lee. Call the owls to the nows, Molly and me. Call the owls to the nows, Molly and me. Gang down to yon burn side and choose your ain lamb. You can get it at 
as easy as any man can And grass for to feed her on yonder green leaf Call the owls to the nows Polly and me Call the owls to the nows Polly and me So Tommy stepped forward Cut Molly by the hand And right for her father This couple did stand Saying this is the ewe lamb That I asked from thee Call the owls to the nows Polly and me Call the owls to the nows Polly and me me you beguiled I sure did not think that you meant my own child And since I have said it Well then let it be Call the owls to the owls Polly and me Call the owls to the owls Polly and me Call the owls to the owls Polly and me Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.